The name's Bond. James Bond. Hello, welcome to Bond and Beyond, the first episode of the inaugural uh, James Bond podcast that we have here on Red Spotlight Entertainment. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I, I make podcasts for things I am passionate about. That That's the way Red Spotlight Entertainment started, and that's the way this podcast is going to start. Um, you may be wondering why this podcast exists. Uh, if uh, you listen on the feed, uh, there is a, there was the announcement episode, and I, a little movie called No Time to Die is coming out. And so we're gonna full on. It's a tiny one. A tiny one, and uh, well, let's put it this way: it's no King's Man, okay? Uh, we'll talk about that later after we're done with all that stuff. We'll talk about all the Bond adjacent, uh, Bond adjacent things like Austin Powers and mm-hmm. and shit like that. Uh, well, those are the final James Bond films, right? What? Well, they're the ones right before. Um, the Daniel Craig era. Oh yeah, the Austin Powers thing. Yeah, I watched them as simply another Bond film. So. Oh okay. All right. <laughs> like Kingsman or. No 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 no. That they are in the League of the Room. Oh okay. Um, I think a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, with one Mister Sean Connery. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> I like to ride the choo-choo train. Um, but anyway, uh, this episode, uh, I have Peter Martinez in for the next 20, 25 episodes. Uh, yeah. uh, until we You're get, welcome. Until we get to No Time to Die. Um, he gave me six movies for, uh, to the table, and to balance out that atrocity, I gave him 24 films to watch. <laughs> Yeah. Well, four, what a disgusting monster. Four of them you already watched, right? Technically, but I'm still probably going to rewatch them. Okay. Um, just because I want to see like how like the change over time. Yeah, like the progression um, of the way that the films have been uh, working. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is the only opportunity in my life I'm ever going to have to watch all of them in order because I'm not going to go back and, and watch them again. All of them in order. <laughs> not all of them in order. So this is it. I rather I you know you're going to do something you do it right. So. Yeah, and what better way to do that but the the last uh, James Bond film that uh, that Daniel Craig is gonna do, um, and I think that you know yeah, it's a good cutoff. I what what a good way to uh, to celebrate the the momentous swan song of one Mister Daniel Craig than to to than to do this podcast. Of course, we're gonna do later uh, episodes. Uh, whatever idea we have thrown out the window. You know, we'll we'll throw it and put it in this thing. Like we'll do a rankings uh, list and all that stuff. When I know you love your lists, uh, Peter, um, I check them twice. Uh, very very topical. Very topical. It's yes. Christmas season right now. What are you talking about? This is January. Um, we're we're recording this in advance because like there's no way in hell we're gonna get uh we're gonna get the the schedule on time um just yeah. to just to release it because there are 24 films um the way that it's gonna work is that we're gonna uh do two films at a time um two films each podcast and we're going in order of release yeah starting from the first one 
all the way back in uh, until 2015 with uh, with Spectre. Um, so from Doctor No from Spectre. That's the 1962 to 2015. Yeah, uh, okay. until we get to uh, oh, but then of course we're we're gonna the we're gonna review um no time to die what's it called on here no time to die yeah so, so it's good we we can say 1962 to 2019 i think or no 2020 2020 yeah it's a yeah. it's a long ass franchise by the way sean connery's still alive huh? yeah the only oh, shit. the only uh bond that's not alive anymore is roger moore oh uh have you got to be fair have you gotten to him yet he did uh have huh? you gotten to him yet? no or are you still on so. connery I'm still on Connery. I think I'm almost done, though. Or I might already be done. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. Um, he did drink from the, um, what's it called? Elixir of Life? <laughs> the Holy Grail. Sean Connery? So, so he's going to live? It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I want to get started because my story is really long-winded. Um, oh, no. Okay, go. Peter, <laughs> where did you first get introduced to James Bond? James Bond. I've I was never introduced to James Bond. It just sort of James happened. Bond, it was always there. It's one of those things. It's like oh, it's it's a cultural zeitgeist where you know what James Bond is. You could have never seen a single James Bond film, but it's just like oh yeah, he's the spy guy. He does he does spy stuff and suave and you know good with the ladies. Like yeah, it, it, I to tell you the truth, growing up I saw more Austin Powers than I did <laughs> James Bond. Bond. Um, like I said, the only ones I really watched were okay. Fuck. Oh, oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, I remember when Casino Royale came out on Divida. Um, uh, my dad rented it from uh, this old ancient thing called a video store. Was that our <laughs> local video two thousand? Yes, it was. I, love it. I loved I, that place. I miss that so much. I miss it so much. Um, my mom doesn't. She used to work at that store, and she said it was hell. <laughs> really? Why is it hell? You just go in, pick a movie, and leave. Um, it's just all, the, you know, the people of the of the Imperial Valley, and oof, oof. yeah, probably never rewound their VHS. Yeah. Um. But I remember waking up really early and I was like, oh, he saw he rented it. I'm like, I've heard of James Bond. It's probably really great. And I put it in uh, and I got bored. And then I just took it out. (laughs) And then I saw all of Quantum of Solace later when it came out. Again, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it like on uh, Divida. You're in the middle of a recording session. Get lost. <laughs> it's dated. Um, <laughs> anyways, I saw Quantum of Solace and I was like, hey, that's an okay action film. <laughs> if, o- and then of- if only that was recorded. <laughs> Alexis called. We're we're in the group chat. And so that's mm-hmm. he, Alexis Soto called. So yeah, explains things. He's kind of obsessed with us. It's whatever. Um, we let him stick around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, and then of course I saw Skyfall and then I saw Spectre with you guys. And funnily enough... Um, so you haven't seen my... Quantum? Yeah, I saw Quantum. Oh, okay. I saw it on DVD and then 
I think I saw Skyfall in theaters. That was probably my the first James Bond film wow. I'd seen in theaters. Impressive. And then okay. Spectre. And I really enjoyed Spectre. And everyone's like, it's trash. I'm like, oh, okay. I really liked Did it. Did you not watch the other, uh, the old James Bond movies? I mean. No, <laughs> no. I, I never saw like the Pierce no, Brosnan. I was responding to the audience who thought Spectre was trash. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you not watch the other James yeah. Bond movies? They were kind of in the same tone and, and flavor. That's why um, I also want to eventually rewatch them once I get to them. Just to just to see how it shapes my view of them. Um, Rewatch so oh the uh, Daniel Craig films. Yeah, the Daniel because Craig of... films because those are the only ones I've seen every single one of, and those are the only ones I had actually seen up until no, what we're doing hey, right now. Not a bad era to only have watched, you know, because I yeah. cause my favorite era is that Daniel Craig era because because Dan- uh, and this is where I get to my story. Uh, oh no! I remember, like, I've always known of James Bond because my grandfather was a big fan of him, and um, I played the video game Agent Under Fire, um, and that was a James Bond uh, video game. Um, and I remember that. I remember the song, the dun 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 dun, and I, you know, I I love that song. But I was just like, uh, I knew Die Another Day existed, um, uh, because like that was like mm-hmm. the last james bond movie to be released plus it had the best theme song sure um dag another day, day. <laughs> Ma- fucking madonna i'll get to that late when we get to it when we get to it. um but uh i think that i saw the teaser for casino royale and it blew my mind I, I was like, I gotta see this. And I was like, hey. Never seen poker before? Uh, no, not the poker aspect, <laughs> but just like, what is this thing that I'm looking at? It was kind of like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a moth to the flame kind of kind of situation here. And I was like, hey, uh, Gramps, uh, Grandma, do you want to, because I always go up there. My gra- my grandparents are relatively young um, mm-hmm. because my mom had me at a young age. And so I, you know, my my grandparents were still hip. <laughs> um, during they were my, with it. They were with it when I was a when I was a uh, when I was a kid. So uh, I was like, "Hey, uh, Grandma, or Grandpa, do you want to go see a new uh, the new James Bond movie?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, sure, James Bond, sign me up, kind of thing." And so we went to the Edward Cinemas, the one that I uh, the one I drove us to uh, when we saw Endgame, not End- Infinity, Infinity War. War. Uh, that's where I had my first bond experience. Um, and it was wonderful. At the end, I went ballistic. I, I wore, uh, from there on out, I loved dressing in suits. I loved, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the pictures. I I love dressing in suits. I wore the blazers. I wore the polos. Um, I collected watches. (laughs) Um, I was just, oh, I was just like this big James Bond fanatic. I loved it. Um, I bet when you discovered cosplay, it blew your mind. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> on on my private Facebook, um, my profile is still me dressed like. Well, it's the cover. It's the cover of the of the of the podcast. The podcast logo. The the, uh, the recreation uh, of the, the teaser um... poster, which I was like, I saw the. It, before I saw that, it was like, it there you had to see the trailer on the website 
that is sonypictures.com slash casino royale and that's where i saw it and that that image just struck me i'm like this is this is mysterious what is it about this man i want to know more uh, about this this man in particular you know and daniel craig's uh uh you know face and everything like that the way that he's like hiding in the shadows really much intrigued me so i i dived into that and then uh i don't know this could also be the beginning of a stalker story i don't know no i, I it, well kind of because i stalked the entire james i fell in love with him the second i saw his well, eyes i saw <laughs> i did kind of stalk it because after that i went and watched all the all the movies is, is so you didn't see the old films until after you had seen um casino royale yeah that's when i dove okay. in uh that was 2006 okay. um and so after that uh I, I i fully fully dove into james bond and i've been in love with the series ever since and it's did, was there a specific order in which you watched them or just like um i tried to go i was like what order do i watch them in because i know like sean connery was the first bond um mm-hmm. but i didn't know like which uh which order to watch them in like where, where it fits chronologically i tried to fit it in because i was doing some research i i do mm-hmm. i did my googling uh, when I was a kid and I was like uh, do I go by the book order and if I went into the book order it wouldn't make sense going into the uh, film order because they're, they're like things happen in it that don't make sense uh, within the chronological order of the film especially when you get into the Sean Connery and George Lazenby uh, side it doesn't fit at all like because Casino Royale mm-hmm. is the first book the second book is Live and Let Die Oh, okay. That's very different. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when you give it, when you get into that, it's just like very different. And then I get, I guess, like four books later, then you get into Doctor No, and then after that, you get in. Uh, before that is from Russia with Love, which is the second movie. So it's just like, oh, so from Russia with Love is supposed to take place before, before Doctor no. no. Yeah, because like it, because mm. like the beginning of Doctor No, um, in the book, um, he just beat the lady with the uh, with the with the spike shoe, Rosa Club, mm-hmm. and so he's just dealing with the the aftermath of that. It probably didn't help that I I watched all the Austin Powers films that Curry does. Yeah, because that reminds me so much of that scene in Austin Powers, and they pulled that same shit. That. <laughs> and it's kind of fun, like when uh, when Daniel Craig is like talking about like where the, to take the plot and all that stuff for uh, for the James Bond movies, he's saying, well. First of all, in order to talk about the plot, we have to think about what Austin Powers did it do. <laughs> yeah, Austin Powers really fucked them over. Yeah, um, in the the best way possible. I loved it. Um, um, and yeah, I was can what? No, go ahead. Um, yeah, so Austin Powers happened and all that stuff. I knew of Austin Powers uh, before James Bond. I'm like, oh, okay, I can see. And then when we got to uh, when we get to uh, Donald Pleasance. Uh, performance as a uh, Blofeld and you only live twice. I'm like, oh, that's what uh, Austin Powers ripped off of, you know. So you know, you just see little nuggets sprinkled in everywhere with that. Um, and then I watched Doctor No. That I went to uh, not Video Two Thousand to rent the movies. I I stayed in San Diego because every summer I would spend a couple of weeks in San Diego and uh and actually do shit because like. God knows back then there was nothing to do. Well, kind of still, there's nothing to do in our community except watch movies and eat. 
Um, but and I shall do both. But uh, in uh, in San Diego, there was actual stuff. There was like more bigger libraries, and I love to read. And uh, and there was a Hollywood video which had like everything my mind could tell. And that's where uh, that's where uh, the my Star Wars story uh, intermingles a little bit uh, because Hollywood uh, video is where I rented the first Star Wars. You saw the Star Wars. I saw the Star Wars and. I haven't been the same since. Um, <laughs> you make it sound like a disease. Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you look at the internet, it looks like a disease. Um, um. But James Bond has always been like something like always ingrained in me. And I've always like loved James Bond. And um, I, I like, where do Alexis asked me a very important question. Like, what is it about Bond that I like? Um, number one, it is my first sense of, of the term aesthetic because like it, it does have like this essence of like, I guess, class, I guess, like grandiose. So looking. Oh, you like, like the fancy parties, you know, exotic locations, nice cars. Yeah. Like it's kind of got this like fancy kind of thing. And the aesthetics is like, uh, like visually drew me to bond. I was like, ooh, yeah. fancy tuxedo. What is this? Um, mm-hmm. fa- fancy drinks. Um, I've uh, One of my favorite drinks is a martini. No surprise. <laughs> stirred, not shaken. No, shaken, not stirred. Um, <laughs> uh, never surf bond uh, stirred, not uh, not shaken, a uh, martini. Um, I I like that he he had like this utter, utter uh, confidence, which I oh. I would know as problematic today. Um. <laughs> Speaking on the drinks, apparently the SJWs have gotten to uh, the Bond franchise. So in No Time to Die, he's not going to drink a martini. He martini. He's going to drink a pina colada. Oh, hey, those are those are not bad. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. Um, I <laughs> wouldn't it be great if that happened in the movie though? Yeah. I love it. Um, pina coladas are really delicious. He's. Like, really delicious. Well, I know you like the more fruity alcoholic. Drinks. I love fruity drinks. I like I hate alcohol. I oh. I need it to be sweet and delicious. I need it to be as hard as possible. Grow hair on your chest kind of thing. Okay, Bond fan. Um fanatic. I and also the Vesper drink that he drinks in Casino Royale. Boy, is that one stiff. Um <laughs> uh but I, I like this whole like movie franchise uh also uh his utter confidence which i know would be problematic today um with the way that he would swoon the ladies i was just like wow you know kind of confidence in me being a nerdy nerdy kid i was just like oh i could i could i could never do that kind of thing um and i shouldn't (laughs) um also what else about it the the action was always uh, uh enthralling to me i i always loved the uh the um the way that he's like you know almost like five steps ahead of the of the bad guy i like the fact that you know he i mean i saw i saw i'm seeing his films i don't know about that um and i like the uh, just the fact that you know he he'll do uh whatever it takes to get the job done and I've always, and I've always kind of been that that way, like you know, like I don't stop until the job is done, kind of thing. And I've always been that way. Um, so, 
that's kind of my Bond backstory. <laughs> um, you ready to get my into origin it? origin story. Uh, yeah, let's begin with uh, the first film that came out in 1962. 1962. Called Dr. No. Um, we're going to... Hold on. I need to do the letterbox. Uh... Oh, the... <laughs> need to do i'm doing this for every film we do god damn it i have too much fun with it okay now meet the most extraordinary gentleman spy in all fiction (laughs) in the film that launched the james bond saga agent 007 battles mysterious dr no a scientific genius bent on destroying the u.s space program as the countdown to disaster begins, Bond must go to Jamaica where he encounters encounters beautiful Honey Rider to confront a megalomaniacal main oh god damn it, I ruined it. <laughs> megalomaniacal villain in his massive island headquarters. Okay. Okay. So how do you want to do this? God, how do we do this? Um who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Um, I first of all, I'm gonna tell my. I'm gonna say my initial reaction to Doctor No, um, and then I'll let you your initial reaction or how you feel about it today. Um, I'll get into how I feel about it today a little bit later. My initial reaction okay. was is that I really, uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was like a kind of basic Bond movie, um, uh, but it kind of needed to be. Ooh. Okay. It kind of needed it be because it's the first installation. You don't you don't go to uh, to pigeon double takes and uh, Kanega balloons. Uh, you'll find you'll you'll find that out later. Um, uh, pussy galores and all that stuff. Oh, speaking of pussy galore. Speaking of pussy galore. Uh, this is my cat Tootsie. He uh, Peter's okay, holding uh, his cat Tootsie. Yeah. So. Uh, I initially really liked it, yeah, and it like I I was like, oh, Sean Connery, this is not Daniel Craig, but okay, um, that kind of threw me off because I was like, oh, there's there's only one Bond. Wait, be. what? Why would that throw you off? Did you think I don't? Daniel Craig was like this immortal god. <laughs> I kinda, kinda. I was like impressionistic. Like I was like, oh, where where do we begin? Oh, so is this taking place before, after? I. Uh, casino royale kind of thing and like terms like the timeline kind of thing um and i thought you know i i liked it that's all long story short i liked it i liked it okay um to be fair to you when when i was a kid i remember thinking wow they did a good job finding an actor um for the prequels that looked just like the anakin skywalker at the end of Return of the Jedi. Because <laughs> I didn't know they were the special editions. I was like, wow, they look just alike. That's yeah, amazing. Like, holy crap. <laughs> How did they do that? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So, funny thing is, I started to take notes for each film. Um, okay, question. With why did you yes. why did you take notes just to formulate your thoughts or was it um uh... because all bond films are extremely sig- similar oh, and it's i realized that i need a very not just formulaic but like there there's a lot of similar things with each film so i knew i need to really make sure 
I don't mix up the films, especially because I was going to, I've already watched like four of them. So, you know, when we're going back to, to, to talk about them, I want to make sure, okay, this is the film that I'm talking about. And I noticed that with each film, my um, notes got significantly and significantly longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In a good way or like, a bad way, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Um, like for Dr. No, it's literally like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven lines of notes. Um, Russia with Love, like nine, Goldfinger, oh boy. <laughs> um, but I will, um, for Dr. No, I will echo similar sentiments in that it is the most basic bare bones Bond movie, Bond film. Like it feels like a template for a Bond film. Like, like it, it's literally just starts out like, so, like from everything from the villain to the location to like everything is just pulled back bare bare bones bond and it's like okay i com can completely see where everything builds from this like it feels like they made this film they're like fuck we got a winning formula so now for the past 50 years it's just been remixing the winning formula and uh, as you progress throughout the entire series you'll see that uh, they do pull from what's popular at the time, like in the eighties, like the the uh drug thrillers, you know. Uh, oh, really? Uh, that that's pretty much a license to kill. Does James Bond get hooked on smack or what? No, but there is smack in the okay. movie. Um, oh boy! The uh, what what is it? Oh, Star Wars was uh was big in in uh the mid seventies. Um, Did James Bond have a Star Wars? Yes, and that's called Moonraker. Oh, um, oh it's probably going to be my favorite one. Uh, he's shooting off laser guns, and he's wearing oh, bright perfect. yellow. That's perfect. I think. Oh, that's I, okay. I think because of like I know you, I think you're probably going to like the more cheesier edge that Roger Moore has to offer. I love cheese. Give me the. Cheese. I think you're going to love his era, um, the most. Take that cheese and make out it of real cheese sandwich. Out of all of this. Um, in terms of like, competently made, uh, I think you're going to, I think the era that you're probably going to hate, no, wait, cause it brought Pierce Brosnan's era is cheesy as well, but like, if there was one I would hate, don't you think it would be, um, Daniel Craig's, but those are competently made, but I don't know. Yeah. But they're the most serious. Um, uh, it's the greedy reboot. And that was the gritty reboot that everyone was doing at that. And that time. was kind of like the thing, okay. like, is they uh, Batman Begins kind of set like this, like you know, the thing that went forward with Casino Royale and all that stuff. Um, back to okay, back to Doctor No. What did you mm -hmm. initially think, or what did you, what do you think overall of Doctor No? Mm -hmm. Well, I like Sean Connery. Um, as I thought it was like he's a good James Bond he's very different than Daniel Craig uh, Daniel Craig is like a mopey James Bond brooding and my, pa my past haunts me <laughs> I can't do it uh, I can't do a Daniel Craig only if he's in um, Knives Out he's the only British James Bond Daniel Craig really yeah cause okay Dis what cause here's the thing Sean Connery he is Scottish, Scottish. um Pierce Brosnan is Irish. Um, oh. Timothy Dalton, he is Welsh. 
So you just have to be from an island then, right? Yeah, you have to be from London. You have to be London based. I think Okay. I think Roger Moore was somewhere else too. I, I, if I may not be mistaken, and then uh, George Lazenby, the one-hit wonder, was uh, was uh, from Australia. Oh wow! See, it's an island. You got to be from an island. That's what I'm telling you. Isn't the United States just one big island? No, Hawaii. Ooh, you can have a Hawaiian. Hawaiian. There we go. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Rock for James what? Bond. What question mark? <laughs> What? Your first Pacific Can you smell Island what the movie. rock is cooking? Yeah, I would um, I would be completely down if the next bond was an Asian. I think that'd be fine. You know, people would get pissed off and like, ah, Yeah, but I, I think that would be um, awesome kind of thing. I'd be cool with literally anyone being James Bond. Um But no, like um Sean Connery absolutely envelops the, the template of what james bond is when she comes in like oh hello dolly you know <laughs> throws uh um, throws the uh, fedora on the on the hat rack yeah and sits i know that's a, a that's a continuing gag <laughs> kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah oh i i document the continued adventures of her and money penny um <laughs> this is just one note from uh goldfinger and it just says money penny just trying to fuck. Um, <laughs> that episode is going to be fun cuz that's regarded yeah. as like the best bond movie. Yeah, I I could tell because um when he said something it's like I've heard that before where it's like no Mr. Bond I expect you to die. to die. Yeah, that's like one of the It's like I've heard that before. That's like in the fucking laser freaking laser freaking laser beams, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh, the but, introduction of the Aston Martin DB5 that was also in there. Yeah. I mean, the trademark James Bond car. But with this one, I noticed everything's very bare bones. Like, he only goes to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. He's not He's not um, hopping from, like, locale to locale. It's just Jamaica. Yeah, London and Jamaica, um, and those are the only two, like, constant locations that you have. Yeah. Maybe, maybe scenes in, like, embassies here and there, but really you have uh just those two locations and the thing is is that this movie was made for like 1.3 million dollars yeah you can tell it, it's a smaller budgeted like for the gadgets when they brought q and i was like "Ooh, what gadgets do they got cooking and it's like here's a gun only you can use it that's it <laughs> oh and uh that the guy who plays q in that movie i'm pretty sure you, you're at thunderball or uh or uh you only live twice um, they changed actors. They don't. They didn't keep the one from the first one who played uh, who oh, played Q. It's now okay. Desmond Llewelland. Okay. Um, the guy who said, you know, I never joke about my work 007 in Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's the Q from then till the world is not enough. I mean, he just comes in. It's like here's this cool gadget I made for you, and it <laughs> don't lose it, Bond. And so, and then Bond, Bond fucking loses it or blows it up or some shit. <laughs> it, it's kind of funny. Like he knows exactly what kind of uh, gadgets he's gonna use throughout the whole entire. What a coincidence! This exact gadget is what you needed in this situation. Yeah, I, I love, I love that. Um, uh, but here it, again very bare bones it's like here's a gun only you can use it i what was it like an imprinted yeah fingerprint gun? uh with mm-hmm. uh in a skyfall 
And uh, also you'll... Oh, yeah, they redo that in Skyfall, too, I remember. And then you have another one in uh, License to Kill. License to Kill also has that, uh, the imprint uh, imprint gun. Which is, it's okay, but it's like, uh, I I feel like it, it hardly comes up. Like, there's there's hardly ever a moment when they do that where it's like the enemy gets the gun and tries to shoot, and it doesn't shoot because it doesn't have the imprint. Um, I can't remember. Did this film do that? No. Okay. Yeah. See, I think that's if you're if you're gonna show it off, I think that's the way to show it off. Like I've got you now, Bond. I'm gonna kill you with your own gun, I, and then the only it, like doesn't go. The only gadgets he's re- he really gets from Q in this uh, uh movie is he gets he gets this the brie- uh the briefcase. No wait, that's from no, Russia no, no, with no, Love. No. That's from Russia with Love. He only got the gun in this. He got one. the gun. Yeah, the, he traded that from the Beretta. Uh, oh, to and the then author. I guess the car. But it really didn't. But do that's anything. not a gadget. It's just a car. Yeah, it's just a cool car. And he has like, a here you go, Bond. He has a Geiger counter in uh in the I movie. Guess. Uh, that's not really a gadget though. But anyway, like I get the whole thing is the story is that some dude was killed. Um, an important diplomat. Some important diplomat. So they're like, we're sending you, Bond, to Jamaica to figure out what happened. And it turns out some crazy fuck with the metal hand, fucking Dr. Claw, <laughs> lives on some island in Jamaica. Ooh. And his plan was to blow up the space station? Yeah, do you know why? What was it? Um, he, They mention Spectre. Yeah, okay. So what happened and is... And that he's a member of Spectre. So what happened is, is that... Uh, he was trying to gain uh, uh trying to gain ranks oh, in the intelligence yeah. between uh uh first he went to uh to uh london and tried to gain up the ranks in the intelligence they they shut him out mm-hmm. and he tried to gain the ranks in uh in uh china and they shut him out so he's like fine i'll just make you guys look like both look like dicks <laughs> and and uh you guys try to blow up each other and get in a diplomatic war kind of thing that was pretty much mm-hmm. the whole entire like purpose behind the behind the plot of the thing to send yeah. nuclear rockets to the both things to make them both look bad yeah i'm gonna be honest like the literal plots behind these films never matter <laughs> No, it's just at least that's what I feel like watching them. It's like these are excuses to get from locale to locale. Like beautiful and, visas and and all that stuff. Yeah, and maybe some of the interpersonal relationships and how like cool a villain is, but they're mostly surface level. It's not about the story. Yeah, um, maybe some of the Craig ones. The Craig one, like know. the most, well, I'll say more. the most deep best one was probably skyfall in terms of the regard of like where his uh, relationship was with him and m yeah and th- that was the only one where it's like there's a bit of a story here that they're trying to do but the, all the other ones are just like and also javier bardem's character was more personal as well kind of thing yeah but uh jamaica is a really interesting location to first start off in because uh ian fleming uh ian fleming the guy who wrote the books raging ass asshole by the way uh, oh yeah, I had a couple comments. Brilliant uh, espionage writer, though. Um, uh, he was first of all, uh, fun fact: he was a he was an actual World War II spy, um, so he knows the ins and outs oh. of. Uh, and also, he did work for uh, for the SIS in uh, in England, the same as Bond does. So I think that uh, I think that's really uh, really interesting. And he took his uh, 
his experience and put the incorporated them into the books. Number two, he lives, uh, he resides in Jamaica, and it's called the Golden Eye Estate. Uh, he called it. Oh, the gold. Wait, he's not dead. He lived in. Uh, sorry, he lived in the Golden oh, Eye okay. Estate. Yeah, he died. I was like, oh my god, he died right before or after Goldfinger. Um, and he was still like the uh whenever uh somebody because he loved Sean Connery as Bond so much he changed Bond's nationality to Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. So Bond is. It works. So Bond is that, that accent works. Um, and so yeah, little little tidbit on Jamaica. Um. Oh, uh, another thing is um the action is fairly tame like really tame just punch and Um, that's it just punch punch maybe shoot at each other except for one scene where they just like what the fuck um (laughs) especially when dr Um, no is like dying in the uh in the water and it's just like the most dramatic like oh no i was thinking about okay and this is where we get to some of the bad stuff with the film not necessarily that it's a bad film but it's like yikesy Mm -hmm. um you have I don't know the the guy's name, but you have the one black character. Oh yeah, that basically becomes like his sidekick. Yeah, out of nowhere, and like Bond just keeps telling him like, "Go do this, Quarrel. go do that." Yeah, and it's like, why are you listening to him, Quarrel? Get the fuck out of there! <laughs> and then he dies, <laughs> and then he literally gets burned alive, and then Fun. it's with the fuck with the giant ass tank. Yeah, the, uh, everybody calls it the dragon. The dragon. And then uh, James Bond is like, don't worry, we can take it out. Uh, Go over there, Quarrel. <laughs> and then Quarrel gets burned alive. And it's like, what the fuck, James? Thanks. <laughs> you, they didn't need to do that. Um, Poor Quarrel. Also, they really fucked also Honey Rider. Uh, what do you think of like the name of... Oh, oh okay. First of all, we're going to um, get to the... Uh, 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 overtly sexually uh, sexual names that some of these Bond girls have. Uh, okay, Honey Rider. Hold on. Um, for my notes for Doctor No, I wrote down female characters, and then in all caps lock. Ha 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 ha. Um, those are definitely what thoughts. The fuck? <laughs> um, like it is. It goes beyond, like, uh, what's the word? Um, like, fantasy, you know, like, male fantasy. It is, like, ludicrous. He literally just walks into a room, and he's like, hello. And they're like, oh, my God, please F me. Like, he literally <laughs> says nothing. He just, and they are throwing themselves at him like crazy. Except for one. And it, Except for one. But she was, like, a, she was a agent for, uh, for Dr. No. Uh, I guess, yeah. But it's, like, like, watching, um. First of all, <laughs> uh, yeah. first of all, you have uh, the first Bond girl that you get introduced to, which is like, yeah, okay. Her Hold name on. is. Hold on. Okay, go on. I, oh my god, maybe I never noticed this, and then it wasn't until watching these films that I noticed this. There's like four James Bond girls in one film. 
and like I heard like okay Honey Rider is the James Bond the official James Bond girl for this film and then she comes in at like the third act to do fuck all and I'm like wait there was one girl he was in a relationship oh there's another girl that he's in a relationship and it's like oh, oh I guess Honey Rider is just in the third act because she I, I don't know <laughs> But like, there's no growth or anything. It's just like, oh, he found a hot chick and her, on this island. And her name, Honey Honey Rider. In the books, it's explained that her name is Honey Child Rider, mm-hmm. um, because throughout her whole entire life, like she was orphaned and she was raised by her father's black slave. Okay. And how, like, in the... Because she said that her education in the movie was she was... She read the encyclopedias. And also, it's kind of uh, it's kind of implied in the books, the way that it reads. Um, and many mm-hmm. scholars have, uh, have like, uh, suggested this as well, is that she's kind of autistic. <laughs> oh, no. In, in the book as well. Oh, no. Like, if, okay... If you guys, if, if for those watching the James Bond uh, movies, think that the movies are problematic, wait until you watch or, or read the books. They're far worse. Oh my god! Like legit. Like I consider that on the level of like freaking child abuse. Holy shit. Like, I know she had an accent, and she was kind of like, it's so hard to tell, because every woman in these in these films is, like, played, like, non-characters. They're just like, hello, I'm girl. Oh, James Bond, let me fuck you. Like, that's their whole thing. Panties drop. Um, <laughs> uh, but the thing- Every time. And-, and it's like, she literally just comes up and in like a bikini and she's like i like seashells you know like what are you doing here and then it's like she's just there i don't know i don't know like to be fair it got slightly better with each film i've watched so far Uh um but then also slightly worse in other sections what's shitty is that number one because you mentioned that you know they're they're non-characters that isn't even their real voices they're dubbed. Wait, what? They are. They're dubbed. All the uh, the two main women in the movie are dubbed. Uh, uh, Sylvia Trench, which you meet in the beginning of the movie, um, and then uh, yeah. Honey Ryder, uh, Eunice Grayson, which by the way, rest in peace. She she died. Um, she died like a year ago. So, but wait, why? Why were they dubbed? Um, I have no idea why they were dubbed. Nobody knows why either. Um, it's just that they were dubbed. And they were dubbed by the same person. Because the dubbing isn't that much better. <laughs> um, uh-huh. But anyway, okay, question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sylvia Trench is probably the most dirtiest Bond uh, girl name. Bar none. Sylvia Trench. Sylvia Trench, because Sylvia is supposed to sound like saliva, and if you think about Trench, oh my god, yeah. Are you now? Are you now seeing? Okay, (laughs) I'm going out on a limb here. Ian Fleming wrote the first like, uh, what's it called when you do? um, I mean, it's not porn. (laughs) 
not porn, but like, what's it called when you do like fan writing? Fanfics? Uh, fanfic? Yeah. This is like the first fanfiction, but he made it about himself. And it's like, I'm the greatest guy that's ever lived. And every woman instantly falls for me. And like, oh my God, this is like some 13 year old shit. <laughs> I get why everyone loved it, especially at that time. But oh my God. Um, I mean, this is like the, the you got to talk about like the impact of what Dr. No did. I mean, it really showed people what they've never seen before. Like you have like, you know, while it was minimalistic for, you know, now uh, today's standards, it was very um, pretty big for pretty, that time. Pretty big. Yeah. This is kind of your first big action movie, you know, that was ever made kind of thing. Um and also you have all these like exotic things i mean number one i think the way it's shot it's like really vividly colored and and all that stuff i mean it's bright pastels i mean i'm pretty sure that melted a lot of people's minds um just seeing all the pastels that you see that's color in this picture show look at this maureen like that's incredible the baby blue stuff that he wears and just all that stuff and i think it was incredible oh um by the way uh sean connery got the gig uh, for James Bond because of a Disney movie called Darby Gill and the Little People. I'm sure I will watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, it's on there. I bet it is. It's on there, and I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Um, um, I will say, um, the one thing I did know is that Sean Connery was actually bald at this time. Yeah, and that thing was and a he toupee. Wore a headpiece, the toupee. Um, did you? <laughs> could you notice or could you tell that that was a toupee or do you think it was a it was a good wig it was a good wig i had heard this a long time ago like that was it was a big fact like gag movie fact like james bond had to wear a toupee i think it doesn't get bad until the fifth movie well, that's when they're older and it's creepy, you know. Yeah, and then the um, si- and then uh, when he did uh, "Diamonds Are Forever," fucking forget it. Um, it's it's just shit. Like, might as well like have a bald Bond at that point. Yeah, just go bald. Just own it. Just just own it. Um, I will say I really loved the the what's it called the Austin Powers third third act where. All of a sudden, at the end, just just villain pops up with a metal hand, and is like, "I will take over the world." Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he has like an evil lair with like a bunch of random, flicking flickering lights and knobs and <laughs> that don't do shit. It's just bullshit left <laughs> to right. Yeah, um, that shit was fun. It's like when that shit popped up, it's like, ah, oh, okay. oh, you want this? I like. You want to dive into some more problematic stuff? Oh shit! Is there more? Yeah, okay. there's more. I'm I'm just interested to know how different it is from the. Book. Oh, it's not the books. It's just po- oh, it's, it's just the purely book. the film. Okay. Uh, Joseph Wiseman, the guy who plays uh, Doctor No. Uh, first of mm-hmm. all, the character is supposed to be uh, half Chinese. He's white, isn't he's he? He's white, full on white. Yeah, I could tell. And like the way that they, I could tell they were trying to made up the like... eyes. Mm-hmm. And the only like Asian people that you see in the movie is like two and they're working in the in the base yeah when they lead them into their uh went to their uh bedrooms kind of thing you could really get away with anything back then holy shit yeah do you know what specter <laughs> stands for 
um super proud really <laughs> extra just a couple. <laughs> did i comfortable <laughs> tumultuous rat elevator i don't know go ahead tell me <laughs> you you were close but so wrong <laughs> oh, okay. um special executive for counterintelligence terrorism revenge and extortion <laughs> isn't that isn't that wild um so the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah. Um, Felix Leiter, uh, played by Jeffrey Wright in the in the Daniel Craig movies, is played by Jack Lord in the movie, and he's he was known at the time for a movie called uh for a TV show called Hawaii Five O. Uh. Um, and that was Yeah, I've heard of that. And that was big, and he was uh he was like this kind of big he was kinda like with the Ryan Gosling uh, was like he's kind of oh, like the heartthrob okay. at the time and kind of like but could also do something serious as well and like he, he was like the Ryan Gosling of the time kind of thing and Sean Connery he was like he was essentially an unknown I mean he's done a couple of things in the theater that was kind of his big break theater yeah and Bond was kind of like the way he is and also Ursula Andress I don't know if she's done anything since but um, they just uh, the casting process for her was kind of problematic as well uh because oh i bet they sent her they sent uh her fiance sent sexy pictures of uh of her not nothing like uh nothing no nude no nude obviously mm-hmm. but like obviously her, her in bikinis and stuff like that they sent it to the uh to the casting agency for eon eon productions and they were like, "You're hired," just because she looked. Hot. I mean, to be to be fair, that's not the worst thing. Like, if you're looking for, that's basically what a model agency does. You send them pictures of you looking sexy, and they're like, "Hey, you're perfect for our spring model collection. Come on." Like, eh. I thought it would be much worse. I'll put it that way. What do you think of the casting? Uh, uh, the casting of this. I mean, first of all, we have like a series staples like uh, Lewis Maxwell as Money Penny. Um, Money Penny's fun. She, um, when you see her over the course of the the films, it's like, eh, that's funny. Because Money Penny just trying to fuck. Yeah, uh, she's she's Canadian. Uh, Lewis Maxwell. She's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, she was. Her uh, She had two options. She was either going to play uh, Sylvia Trench, or uh, or Miss Money Penny, and I think she made the better choice. Yeah, that's definitely the better choice. Uh, Bernard Lee as M. What do you think of uh, of your of the first M in I'm the gonna, series? I'm gonna be honest. The only ones that really made an impression were James himself and Money Penny to a certain extent because she, she they they got that cute little flirt thing they got on going on between them. But beyond that, um, definitely not good for the workplace, mind you. Oh but, no! Uh, <laughs> uh, but is beyond it... that, everyone else was just like, eh. And uh, uh, like there, like there was like this one comment in one of the movies where it was like, "Oh, uh, you're gonna be charged with uh, defacing uh, government property." Is there a money penny in the Craig film? Yes, played by Naomi Harris. Really? Yeah, 
She's black. She's uh, she's black in the new uh, uh, Bond films. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. She starts off as a field agent in Skyfall, and then Inspector. She's oh, but too. then she goes to she retires. Yeah, and gets a to... gets a desk job and desk job. Kind of okay. Yeah. Um, See, I gotta rewatch them, and then now that I know, yeah, that was, and then uh, uh, Q, played by Desmond Llewellyn, is taken over by uh, by Ben Whishaw. And uh, and also John Cleese in one movie he plays a oh really he plays That'll in be a cool. Die Another Day so you'll see that uh, but yeah Sean Connery is like he's held as like such like a gold standard of uh of Bond that uh, uh you know suave handsome kind of thing and uh, and uh, honestly I think that this is a good template besides the problematic mm-hmm. things that go on um. Yeah, what did you think about uh, uh, hearing the James Bond score for every freaking time? Every 10 seconds. That he walks. Um, again, the score is good because the James Bond music is good, but holy shit, do they wear out its welcome quite a bit. Um, I'm going to give my final thoughts for this one. Is that okay? Okay. Or do you have anything you want to add for this one? Um, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I told you pretty much like all the all the essential stuff from the all book. the behind the scenes shit. Yeah. Um. Uh. It was. It was okay. It was good. Ooh. What makes ooh, it difficult? I, okay, I do is... have a final. Uh. Uh. Oh, okay. a, a, a final quip. Uh. What did you uh, think about the about the one of the most famous scenes of all, when he's like, uh, when uh, Sylvia Trench is like, I admire your luck. Uh, Mr. Bond, James Bond. It was nice, <laughs> and it's also kind of like in a mocking way because he's like, uh, "What's your uh, your name? A uh, Trench, Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond, James Bond." Like kind of like mocking her a little, kind bit. of mocking the the way that she said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's so difficult to to discuss is that like. And we'll and we'll discuss the other ones. I feel like each sequel I've seen so far builds and becomes a better version of what this one is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like the rest of the Bond films, um, it's it's a good template for making a Bond film. Like it's the perfect skeleton for it's like this is these are these are all the beats you need to hit, and this is all good um i enjoyed watching it i I don't think i got bored or anything but it's just like it's it's weird because it's like this is the template and then there's better films it is the shortest of of all of them yeah so it's hard to really pinpoint how i feel about it um i enjoyed watching it um but like i said like it to me i see it more as something that's set the template for better films <laughs> um so to speak yeah um i i i like it I, you know it, i always throw like one of these are like one of the most uh my most thrown on james bond movies whenever i got like you know once a background noise or one of james bond movies this is like in the in definitely in the rotation of uh of the films that i put on um yeah so are you ready to go from Russia with love? Okay. 
Oh, is this where the bulk of your notes are? No, the bulk of my notes are, like I said, they get longer with each film. Okay. So it's a little bit longer. But first, we need a <laughs> sponsored by our Letterbox. Uh, Letterbox. Um, the summary, synopsis, whatever you call it. Is that it. how it's pronounced or is it just Letterboxd? Letterboxd. Letterboxd? I don't know. I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, came out 1963, so one year later? Mm-hmm. Damn, they really pumped it out. Um, like Bond, no? Boo. <laughs> the world's masters of murder pull out all the stops to destroy Agent 007. Agent 007 is back in the second installment of the James Bond series, this time battling a secret crime organization known as Spectre. Russians Rosa Kleb and Kronstein are out to snatch a decoding device known as the Lecter, using the ravishing Tatiana to lure Bond into helping them. Bond willingly travels to meet Tatiana in Istanbul, where he must rely on his wits to escape with his life in a series of deadly encounters with the enemy. Da -da -da -da. Da -da 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 no, no, that's not the thing. It's a, uh, it's a uh, Matt uh, Monroe's uh, from Russia with love. Oh yeah, okay. I think I said that in the notes. Uh, what did I say? I've lied oh, to you. Oh no, I didn't you. say that. But they they actually did. They did the song. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the? Okay. Every Bond film has the title sequence. What did you? The first, the first two, because we didn't talk about it in Doctor No. Doctor No's was like bare as fuck. This one was pretty bare as fuck too. It isn't until Goldfinger where they're like, let's do some different shit with it, different cool shit. Yeah, when they're it. like projecting like scenes from the movie or the previous movie, and that's what you got on Goldfinger and the gold in the gold ladies yeah. and the way they'd move it is and before it wasn't as elaborate it isn't until a thunderball where we get the more elaborate elaborate uh, mm -hmm. uh title sequence which is one of my favorite title sequences um and one of my favorite bond films which we'll get to later um i uh from russia with love what is your initial reaction to uh from russia with love um, I will say I, I write these notes as I'm watching the film. So they're in order of me viewing the film. Okay. So like if I, if I, yeah, I, I write it as I'm watching. So from Rush With Love, I wrote instantly more stylish and faster paced. Then. Which I liked. You could tell they got, they put some, a, quite a bit more money into this one. Yeah. They have like a nice, uh, like sweeping shot type thing. Yeah, because instead uh, of 1.3 like, million, the the cost of making the movie was now 2 million. Hey, it's 1963, okay? That million goes far. Um, And again, it's only slightly more, but it still is more. Like I felt like Dr. No was shot pretty bare bones mm -hmm. um and with this i saw there was a few more camera tricks movements uh bigger sets you know you're more out in the open and in cities and streets you know you're you're in a train oh they have like that sequence at the end where they're escaping and the the fucking the boats yeah is it this one right yeah 
and then they they blow up the <laughs> in the speed boats and shit like that. Yeah. Like so they definitely amped up the action. So I was like, "Oh, okay. That's that's good. I like this." Um definitely more stylish. So it's like, "Ooh, you know, it got me into it more." Um so that's a positive I got going for it right there. Uh I I liked it as well. It, it, I think it's a good sequel to Doctor No and also it's like a direct sequel too because they're talking about like the events of Doctor No and you don't really get that in the Bond movies because they all work um as standalones kind of i mean with the connery films you have the presence in the in the one lazenby film you have the uh blowfield's presence uh looming oh over. blowfield had hair in this movie <laughs> yeah and then uh then we get to uh uh you only live twice and he has no hair all of a sudden those pieces of shits he had hair uh, you... um, oh yeah it's does a it ruin the lore the... it ruins the lore um, it's a continuation of the first film which I did not think they would do but they did I was like oh that's interesting and they're basically like that fucker killed our guy we gotta get him back and then uh, you have a uh, returning uh, Bond girl which you don't get until uh, until No Time to Die with uh, Madeline Swan played by Leia Sadu. Uh oh yeah is, is that the girl in the beginning yeah. right and in the books, and uh, impl- heavily implied in the movies, that they have a off again, on again relationship. Yeah, it's like every time he's in town, he's like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing, babe? <laughs> Want to check out uh, Netflix? Uh, come over." What's the ne- is that kind of thing? What's the Netflix equivalent in the sixties? I don't know. Drive-in. The drive-in. Yeah. Want to go to the drive-in? No. We all know what happens at the drive-in. <laughs> go watch up at uh, Makeout Pier or not Pier? Makeout Reef <laughs> from Spongebob. Makeout Reef. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I I think it's a good, uh, good movie. I think it's really good. Uh, the direct it's better directing by uh Terrence Young is is really good, and then uh, you have John Barry's uh scores, score in the uh background. Which by the way, uh, I I forgot to mention this at the beginning, uh, when we were talking about Doctor No. Mm-hmm. The the James Bond theme is just reused material. Uh, let me tell you why. Because there was a guy named Monty Norman who wrote what would be the trademark tune, the or the those two uh, made up what would be the James Bond theme, and it was mm-hmm. from a musical from the House of Mister Bizwas, and the <laughs> okay, and uh, and the song uh, okay. Real quick, we gotta talk about the fucking naming that films went through in like the 1960s, because like it's not only that film, and but there's like all those Disney films from the 1960s have like the weirdest fucking, fucking names. names. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they were the doing. The only one straight lace was like Mary Poppins. Yeah, it's amazing that it was just called Mary Poppins. Not like the magical umbrella uh, or something like that. <laughs> made made mayhem or some shit. Made I don't mayhem. know. <laughs> it's gonna get funky. <laughs> um, but the the musical was called House of Mister Bizwas, and the song that it was that is was uh, reused was called the uh, uh, Good Sign Bad Sign, and it was about this like magical dude 
who was talking to this character about being bad born under a bad sign. Okay. It was like, and we're going along, and then we're singing the song, and that's the that's the way the song would go. And uh, Monty Norman, uh, John Barry was working with Monty Norman with the in the score for Doctor No, and he he was like, you know what, let me let me beef it up, let me make it to the, like where it is today. So there's a heavy debate of where whose song is uh is uh the james bond whose song does it belong yeah to? it's either john barry's or monty norman's um i have to say the the incarnation that we know now is john barry's because he beefed okay. it up because he was like oh what's uh what's what's cool now uh is it like the the um what what's his name kane and bill finger batman thing yeah kind of like that tom kane yeah because like bob kane like he developed bob the kane. the idea the of idea. batman and all that stuff and the rest was uh, was done by but bill finger yeah. basically morphed it into what it is today bill finger you know that uh that one james bond villain <laughs> yeah um on i don't know that's he sounds more like a, a bond girl bond girl my name's bill finger bond girl bill finger quite a name <laughs> This is sad. That sounds like actual dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, but anyway, like he was like, "What's cool at the t- you know right now? Oh, surf guitar. Let's add in a surf guitar in there with the ding 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 ding, and then uh, and then oh, big band like Frank Sinatra and all that stuff. That's big. So let's throw that. And then you marry the two, and that's what you got with uh, James Bond, the James Bond theme that we know today. So. That was my little. Oh, tidbit. okay. So back from uh, back from Russia with from love. Russia with love. Oh, better gadgets. Oh yeah. Q, same scene from the first film. Uh, they call, they called Bond in. Um, tr- he trying to fuck with Money Penny. We're Money Penny trying to fuck, and you know James Bond's like, well, not tonight, doll. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he, you know, he goes in, and it's like, we need you in Russia. Um. Or not Russia, Istanbul, to meet a Russian who's defecting, who is the girl who's being forced to. You know, they establish all that. Yeah. But then um, he's like, but I'm on vacation. And he's like, fuck your vacation. And so then Q comes in fuck to give vacation. him his gadgets. You're fuck on your vacation. <laughs> I know. Why does he need a vacation? His whole life is a vacation. Um, Q comes in. And he actually gave him gadgets. He he Namely has the, the briefcase. Uh, the briefcase where it's like if you turn, you open it a different way, it'll Smoke. like explode. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what else it did, but it, oh, there's like, like it hit, hit the money. Yeah, it hid like the the sovereigns, uh, which is like kind of Russian money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the yeah. knife hidden in there as well. Um, you you pull a string and it does something. I mean, it's just like there's like so many different things. They pulled out all the stops for that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, cool. That was like the first actual gadget. Major. That was the first gadget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then he throughout the whole thing, like there's like this Bond girl. There's there's only like one major Bond girl throughout the entire movie. Um. Then my next note I had was in all caps. He wrote the title <laughs> from Russia with Love. Yeah, yeah, because uh, money they're flirting with Money Penny, and she's like, "Oh, will you send me a postcard?" 
And then, you know, he writes from Russia with love. Um, and then it like zooms in to the like picture. With the music. And then it's like, yeah. That's what I mean. More stylish, more fun. Like it's like, he said the title. I get it. You'll get you'll get that from, uh, well, if you look on the Red Spotlight Entertainment uh, YouTube channel, I made a super mm-hmm. cut of uh, all the times that the title is referenced. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I'll see it eventually. Um, and then from here, this is the second character in a James Fawn film, or third, that I'm like, he's kind of memorable. I like him. Is the, uh, what's his name? Are like you, the, the mayor? Oh, you're or... talking about, uh, about the guy who's, uh, uh the head of MI6 station that in Instable, right? Yeah. Uh, he's called the Karambe. Mm-hmm. And we're literally everyone that works for him is like his kid. Yeah. <laughs> like he had like 50 kids and they all work for him as like bus boys and shit like that. Fun fact. Well, not fun because mm-hmm. poor guy. Uh, Pedro Armendariz. That's his name. Um, the actor mm-hmm. who played him uh, during production. He was dying of cancer. Oh, that's so sad. He was dying of cancer and he was like, I want to leave my my kids. Uh, uh, a little bit more money, so he he agreed to take this uh take this role. So that's where uh, and also if you go into License to Kill, when you see License to Kill, uh, the president of uh, Ismith City is played by his son. Oh, okay. It's not a reference, or is it's just it's just it's just a little nice little thing that, oh, that okay. happens. That's cool. Um. I thought he was funny. I thought like the the whole like Cold War aspect, where it's like they're all constantly spying on each other, mm-hmm. uh, back and forth. It's nice and, Cold like, War kind of scary. action going on. The scheming between each other, um, and 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 for them it's just like an everyday normal thing. Like yeah, yeah. So we spy on them. They spy on us. You know, it's whatever. I thought that's funny. And that was that was fun. Um, okay. The next thing oh, I wrote okay. in all caps was a uh, cat fight. Oh yeah, between in the gypsy camp. Without looking or googling it, the the big the muscle of the movie. Do you know who he is? No clue. I'm not even gonna try. He's played by Robert Shaw, and you should know uh-huh. him as the skipper or not the skipper, the sailor, uh, from Jaws. Really? The old guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And then this was the first one where they have, like, the big muscle type character. And, again, very prototype. He's just kind of a regular dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I loved the opening of the film where it's, like, James Bond. You think um, it's James Bond. You think it's James Bond. But it's really just Spectre, like, training to kill him. That All of that was really cool. That was really fun. Yeah. Um. And it, it, good, good mask. Uh, good mask <laughs> reveal. Yeah. Um, the action in this. A lot of people say that this is probably the the most brutal fight that happens in James Bond. Uh, a lot of people turn to the train sequence when they're fighting in the uh, in the train mm-hmm. as one of the most brutal fights. Um, would you call it brutal? I don't know if I'd call it brutal. I did have like here uh bigger action under um 
under catfight. By the way, did he fuck both those gypsy girls? I don't think so. No. I mean, I wouldn't. It's ki- I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past him. But I think he was. Just, it was kind of implied. It's just, like you saved our village. Now fuck our j- daughters, and it's like what? I, maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. No, I think he just like he left right out of the out of the out of the camp right after. Okay. I don't think he. I don't think he stood by and uh, and uh, got a delve into that um oh yes oh go no ahead. no go go ahead this is my biggest issue with the film okay um they actually start at a really interesting place with the bond girl with and i don't remember her name the um the the bond girl the the, the fact that tatiana romanova she, tatiana romanova <laughs> they couldn't do anything dirty with her name. Um, <laughs> there's actually the the beginnings of a compelling story there. Because, again, she's being forced by this uh, specter lady who she still believes is part of, like, um, Excuse Russian... me, that specter lady, her name is Rosa Kleb. Rosa Kleb. Kleb. Wait, why did they give the the villain the the dirty name? <laughs> How could that be dirty? Use your imagination. Anyways, she um she has her she forces her to seduce Bond, um which makes no sense because Bond seduces them. But okay, uh, <laughs> but no, she she forces her to seduce Bond. Um, against basically against her will under threat of death and maybe her parents and you know it's like she she doesn't like bond she doesn't want to be with bond but it's it it's something that she's forced to do and i thought like okay that's a great beginning to like a compelling dynamic between the two Mm -hmm. um and they never explore it she starts off going like fuck this i don't want to do it but i have to do it because then i'll die to i love you james bond you know you're everything to me and like legitimately meaning it and it's like oh god like (laughs) why even do that like i don't know like that's so weird to me like you could have had a good character with her and they just don't do it and that's like the the one major negative i would say for the film i think you'll get into some more uh more complex bond girls as the movies progress um for example uh when you get to it Maude adams she play she's awesome as octopussy like there's more uh to her and everything like that um there's uh well honor blackman uh when you get to the next movie uh, uh, uh with pussy galore Ooh, do I have some? I mean, something. I don't want to give away all the notes I have. I mean, something them, so definitely problematic happens in the movie, uh, with her. But um, but other than that, like the way that her character is like set up, introduced, and even to like where she fits in at the towards the end of the movie, like there's something complex. But here, she's just she's just in it for the ride, kind of. Uh, Tatiana mm-hmm. and she's just being dragged by Bond throughout the whole, whole movie yeah and it's so weird because it's like why do you start off by giving her like 
something compelling, um, why not just have her just show up and like bonds in love with her? And then at, towards the end of the film, you find out she was a double agent, but she's like, no, but I love you now, James Bond. Like, if you're going to do that kind of character, like, don't, don't give her the beginning. Don't give me hope where I'm like, oh, they're going to give her a carry. Oh no. She's just another blow up doll for <laughs> blow up. <laughs> to put it up lightly, <laughs> to put it lightly. What it is with this film. Although and it's so funny because they, they literally threaten James they literally threatened James Bond with a sex tape, and it's like, this is not 2019. Oh, that shit would have <laughs> been on blast up on uh, on Twitter and shit. Yeah. Um, he probably retweeted himself today. He's like, damn straight, <laughs> damn straight. Um, that's how we do it. <laughs> a couple of other uh, uh, facts about this movie. Uh, the Bond, the main Bond girl, Tatiana, she's dubbed. Again, there's a she's dubbed. Okay, that's so weird to me. I don't I don't get the why, but okay. Um, and then uh, the person who dubs Blofeld in this movie, mm-hmm. um, yes, Blofeld is dubbed. Um, he is played by the guy who plays uh, Professor Dent in the first movie. Okay. Um, another thing that's of note of like the way that the, these productions work, um, number one, uh, the Broccoli's treat everybody like family. Like they, they, it's been widely known that, uh, that, uh, Albert Broccoli, uh, he personally made everything that's on the crafts table. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you could see him and Roger Moore serving like the cast and crew. Like when it comes to like, I think it was on the man with the golden gun. He was serving the cast spaghetti, you know, and he like, he, that's nice. It's just like this big old like family thing. And all, some of the people that work in the James Bond movies have been there for years and have been working for, uh, you know, since the Roger Moore era. Oh, what, what are you? Oh, I was key grip, you know, when I was a teenager during the Sean Connery era. And, you know, so they, that's the thing they got to know about the Eon productions that that, Everything is kind of like a family affair when they're. It's a family. They're fa- yeah, family production uh, company that keeps on like uh, growing. growing. Yeah, and you 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 get a little bit of uh, I don't know, I, like kind of like a sense of like oh that's uh, like heartwarmingness and, so, and something like that. Um, so yeah, what did you think of? Uh, okay. My favorite action scene of the whole entire thing is the whole speedboat chase. Because I think that that was probably the most easily it was probably the most pyrotechnics anybody's ever seen at the time. Cause... Yeah, that must have been like a big finale at the time. And even for today's age, I was like, oh shit, that's pretty nice. Uh, a lot of boom explosions. And it's practical too, so shit. Yeah. Um, that's an added bonus on that. Um, I think it's. I mean, Rosa Club is now heavily parodied, and people would instead of Rosa Club, you would probably think of uh, Frau from uh, Austin Powers, with Mindy Sterling's <laughs> character. Release the lasers. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that's exactly who I was thinking of. Um, like that whole ending is so goofy when she's the maid and she's like, dun dun dun, she's trying to kill Bond and. <laughs> Yeah, with like the the knife in her foot, knife or in the shoe, yeah, knife in the shoe gag. Um, that shit was hilarious. I loved it. And like the kind um, of like the way that she dies too. It's like kind of like mid orgasm, <laughs> like ah, 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 and then slowly slides on the the wall. But yeah, any any other uh, notes that you took on uh, from Russia with Love? Um. Let me see my notes. I touched on some of them. Um, <laughs> I really went in on how Blofeld had hair. I thought that was so funny. They ruined the fucking lore. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, no, no. Overall, I'm just. It just felt like wow, very similar to the last film, but just ever so slightly better. I was like, that's cool. That's good. Um, there's more things that really latched on to me with this one yeah and then we get to the the creme de la creme with a gold finger which we'll get to next episode next episode yeah that's gonna be fun because like Goldfinger is like part probably what's held as like the gold standard of bond films no pun intended um and it, it, the impact that these the sean connery i mean you could clearly see it from like Austin Powers, uh, uh, Kingsman, the, you know, you could definitely see some things sprinkled in there as well. I mean, it's just like this really set, like the established, I guess, canon for spy films. Yeah, you could tell it's where just about every other spy film popped out of. Yeah, like, and then you get into the born and and all that stuff i mean you could see where like oh this is where this came from and all that stuff and then the fight on the orient express with uh with this movie you know that's been done before oh that's right they were on the orient express um but there's like just these different things you know that i think that's uh that's it's become staples in action movies you know and i think that that's uh i think that's benefited uh a lot because of these movies um this is the last time you're gonna get a direct sequel until we get to quantum of solace wow really yeah because none of them really connect i mean the only thing that's like a consistent factor in some of these is specter and blowfield and all that stuff but other than that there's like no like consistent like thing going on uh for your eyes only a little bit but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, so, yeah. So, overall, what are you thinking about your Bond journey so far? Um, it's interesting. It's like... So, so far, it's like someone made a film. And they're like, how do I make it slightly better each time? <laughs> so, it, it's like... Just tweak it ever so slightly with each film. Uh, to just make it a little bit better than the last. Um, that's where I'm at. And I'm enjoying it. It's um, it's interesting. Again, there is a, a quite a bit of sameness to it that I think no other franchise necessarily suffers from. Where every film is exactly the same, but it's just like 
uh, altered differently how, how how altered how you do this or how you do that um so it can lead to a certain level of sameness where it's like oh my god i got 24 of these holy shit uh let's see if um it's able to sustain my um attention again i think you're gonna uh, really enjoy the roger moore era i hope so i probably because it's like so <laughs> cheesy and downright like goofy um that i think you're probably gonna like especially like the last from spy who loved me on you're gonna like that um even uh man with the golden gun is a little bit cheesy as well uh honor majesty's uh, secret service it, it's kind of become empire strikes back of uh, the modern era because like it was so like panned upon like everybody hated it back then that everybody loves it now um oh so you mean the last jedi oh yeah well that's what the last jedi is gonna become because <laughs> everyone loves it now in a 20 uh, <laughs> in a 20 uh, 20 years um mm-hmm. give it 10 10 years everybody's gonna look back at that movie fondly um i uh, the pierce brosnan is such like a video game and i don't want to even qualify them as movies there there's I well, everyone says GoldenEye is good. GoldenEye is good. The uh, I like. Okay, I like the Brosnan movies, except for one. Uh, mm. but we'll get to that. I mean, I do not like some of the some of the Bond movies. Uh, much to contrary belief, uh, that I love everything James Bond. No. Um, but I think that this uh this franchise is really interesting. I like. I'm I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Uh, I was I was kind of a uh, spectacle on the on your specter of the movies. Um, <laughs> you mean skeptical? Um, so I think that this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be interesting. You set a good uh, good uh, staying power for the podcast, and I'm very interested to go go forward. Um, the next two is gonna be really interesting because those are like personal favorites of mine. Um, and we'll get to uh, get to that when we get to that. Some casting. We'll talk about fan facts and all that stuff. Differential uh, from Russia with Love doesn't really like divert much from what Ian Fleming uh, did. Um, oh, as far as the book, yeah, it's pretty similar. Um, so yeah, but we'll get to everything like that uh, later. Final thoughts, Peter, on the podcast. On the podcast as a whole? No, on the um, on the uh, on the episode. Anything you want to close off on? Um, sure. Uh, first two films out the gate. Uh, not a bad experience. Uh, certainly enjoyable. Luckily, it seems like they're getting better. I know we're gonna hit a point where they're not. <laughs> That's not gonna happen anymore. Uh, I know we're, we're probably gonna hit some stinkers, but if anything, that might creates for some even more interesting discussion um i'm gonna be really interested if we ever hit one that you really don't like and i like um, it's probably gonna be moonraker because i don't like moonraker i'm probably gonna love the shit out of that one Uh, (laughs) um but yeah as far as these first two go um i i see why they they grew so huge pop culturally I see why people fell in love with them so much. P- again, pretty outdated in a lot of um, in a lot of ways, especially with um, its treatment towards you... its uh, women uh, women characters. Oh, yeah, and it does not get better in the next one. Um, oh God! <laughs> but 
yeah, overall, I'm enjoying it. And I can see why people fall in love with this. Um, this character and this sort of world of, like, James espionage, Bond espionage. James Bond espionage. I, I, I generally love this series. I mean, I reference it every fucking episode of, the, of whatever podcast we're doing. Yeah. Um, and finally, somebody who will understand my references and, and oh, no. stuff like that. You'll get me this time, Peter. One of us. One of us. <laughs> um. So I had fun. I had fun. This is a this is a good uh, this is a good episode. I can't wait for the other uh, 13, 13 episodes. Yeah. 13, think, 12? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 12? I think 12. Around there. Two, two times. What's 20, tw- 24 divided two, uh, 12. by 2? 12, yeah. But then you got to include the, uh, 13. Uh, no time So 13 to die. episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. So, everyone, this has been the first episode of Bond and Beyond. I'm going to leave you guys shaken, not stirred. Bye bye. Bye.